Hey guys, Joel from the future here, just popping in real quick to say that we are super excited that our giveaway on Facebook is now complete and we can happily announce that we have selected a winner, Thomas Matherin of Houston, Texas. If you could reach out to us in the next couple of days, we'll get your prize sent over and we'll talk about that more in the next show. So when you hear the segment about the giveaway, guys, the giveaway is officially over, but that's not to say that we won't do that again real soon. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. We did have a little bit of an audio issue at the end of the podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, my computer decided to run out of hard disk space, so it didn't properly catch the ending of the show. So I'll come back at the end just to round things off and uh, let you know some fun things to expect here in the not-too-distant future. Anyway, enjoy the show, and we'll catch you at the end. So I think we're ready to go. We're ready. Who's uh doing the? You can intro. bring us in if you want. Huh? Do you want to bring it in, or would you like me to? I, doesn't matter. I don't mind. I can do it. Oh, hang on. Mic dropped. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to bring it in. He dropped the mic. <laughs> 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 I saw him reach Oops. over. He must have hit a button. I think so. Hang on, let me make sure that. Uh, I wonder if his it was because it, it, it was so sudden. I wonder if his laptop died. Mm. <laughs> Can you think on the other side? No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What happened there? You really didn't want you to drop. <laughs> you ready? You ready? You drop the mic. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like it said uh, it disconnected due to authentic. Uh, authentication issues, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? You're just not authentic enough." That's what's. Uh, well, I've never been authentic enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Welcome to episode 19 of the Flight Test Community Podcast. I'm Joel, and I am one of your fantastic hosts this evening, joined by, of course, Mike Finley. Hi, everybody. And we have uh, a very uh, special host with us as well, the RC newbie, also known as Tim. Did I introduce you correctly? Sounds there, Tim? good to me. Hi, everybody. <laughs> How you doing? And, of course, everyone has been itching to, uh, and very eager, should I say, to meet our very special guest for this evening. Joining us is T-Bone FPV, 
also known as TJ. Woo! Welcome to Flight Test Community Podcast. Hey guys, thank you, man. <laughs> too kind, too kind. To you, sir. <laughs> but we so do. How is every? Wait, before we get started too far, we do want to oh, say oh, that we're oh. very sorry that uh, Mr. Patrick Sean Murphy is not with us this evening. He's got mm-hmm. other things going on, so he wanted me to say hi, and he may show up later. You just cool. never know. Fantastic. So, yep, absolutely. And there's always an open seat for him. And we cheers to you, good sir. And we miss your company. Yes. So sorry absolutely. about that. Oh, yep. No, absolutely. And you're totally right. I blew straight past that first point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to get this uh, ball rolling here and to get everyone's head in the game, we have some really exciting show topics for you this evening. But uh, first of all, we want to get some quick news and business taken care of. And Mike is going to lead us into those announcements. Mike. Yes, I am. Um, first off, let's, uh, well, they're both pretty happy, I think. So let's go with Dave Herbert, um, Night Flyer out on YouTube. Uh, hopefully everybody has uh, subscribed to the channel and follow him. If not, we will have uh, notes or we will have, you know, the link in the show notes and all that. But uh, on a sad note, his house burnt down uh, here a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I don't know, 20, 25 days ago, something like that. And uh, his daughter actually uh, put up a uh, GoFundMe for uh, him and his mom, you know, uh, him and his wife. And uh, they raised $10,000 in the first two days. Praise and God. And they're trying. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that is fantastic. But they're looking to get at least 15. And they're not quite there yet. They're only a little over 12,000. So anything anybody can do, I mean, five bucks, anything. Everybody um, this guy. Yes, it does, because this guy has gave a ton to the RC community, mm-hmm. um, and we really like to help him out, and uh, just everybody say a little prayer that uh, things are going to work out for him. So that's the first order of business, but I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that the RC uh, community really already come up with 10, you know, over 10 grand already, yeah. so that makes me really that's happy, awesome. man. It just, it just shows that this, cool. you know, this community is more of a family than just, you know, a bunch of guys hanging out, so Amen. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the second one we want to talk about is a belated happy birthday to Michael Crash Hancock. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> not, only, not only is he another year older, but uh, he changed his diet a little bit and it's helping his blood counts out because as everyone I'm sure is probably aware that listens, um, you know, he, he is battling cancer right now and... Uh, he just changed his diet and everything, and it's really helping his blood count out. And I guess he's feeling pretty good. So congratulations to that. We're very happy, and we will continue to pray for you there, buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. at some point, we may try to sneak him in and get him on a podcast. I would love to, if nothing, just to say With, hi. Without a doubt, absolutely. Oh, and Yes, sir. We... we we definitely, uh, we definitely can thank Crash and his technical genius uh, for the live broadcast edition of the show. Um, so if it wasn't for your handiwork, we wouldn't have this live broadcast for everybody to enjoy every Sunday or every other Sunday at 8 p.m. So, um, yeah, we are really, really excited to... Um, to get everything rolling here. Um, so if you guys are listening on YouTube, uh, feel free to go to joelcannon, all one word, dot wixsite.com forward slash FT community podcast. And you can uh, join us live for the live chat that is rolling with us. 
So in other news, um, I am extremely excited. I know Mike is equally excited because we hit a tremendous milestone this week. We officially hit 500 likes on Facebook. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, we did it. We got that. Finally, that's great. It is. And so to celebrate, we are doing a flight test speed build kit giveaway. And so it's very easy to participate. All you need to do is one, like the Flight Test Community podcast page. It helps us grow and it helps us get further out into the airwaves. Two, if you can, this is the optional part, leave us a review on iTunes. It really, really does help us out. Number three, number three is really easy. If you could, please share that post. That gets us even further out there. Number four, and this is the easy bit, comment. Please comment on that post, and if you comment, please tell us your favorite plane, multi-rotor, and yes, we haven't forgotten you, Free Fall RC, helicopters. You happy now? Helicopters. Helicopters. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Have we said helicopters enough? I think we have on this show. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, All right, moving on. So, yes, (laughs) multi-rotors, yes. So... And on the subject of multi-rotors, there is a very talented multi-rotor pilot sitting at the bench with us this evening, TJ. So, we obviously know that you have been uh, flying for flight tests a little bit more Mm -hmm. frequently, but let's kind of get into the basics. So, how did you get into the hobby, and where did it all kind of start for you? Uh, An episode of South Park. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh Fantastic! <laughs> yeah, oh, I yeah. killed Kenny with a multi rotor. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, they they did an episode. I guess like when I saw it, it was winter 2014, and uh, I didn't know it at the time, but they were flying phantoms around, and so the 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 storyline for the thing was you know they're flying these drones and spying through people's windows. I was like, dude, that I looks remember that one. Awesome. So then I did some Googling, ran across Phantoms. Man, I started watching videos. And then uh, I come across a video where you see guys flying through the woods on uh, just race squads. And I don't know if it's blackout or something. I, I could find the video, but it's been a while. But anyway, so I, I saw that. And I was like, dude, that looks amazing. And kind of started there. I bought a little Hubson X4. as before they had the simulators. Started looking on uh, Reddit is where I learned a lot. I read everything and anything I could to learn how to build. Never soldered before. It was around Christmas time with the Radio Shack. Bought some of the little uh, Christmas trees with a bunch of LEDs and started Mm. burning those up. (laughs) And when I got to the point that I could do it without burning it up, I started ordering quad parts. And about a month later, I got burned out because I couldn't fly a lick and quit flying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds familiar. uh, Yeah, yeah. I I could not get the hang of it. And uh, six months later, I found out there were simulators out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fired up the Tyrannos. I flew a simulated quad into the ground for a a month and Mm -hmm. dusted off the old one. Way to do it. Yeah, and it's just, you know, slowly progressed from there. We were in uh, Weston, West Virginia at the time, Central West Virginia. Me and my wife both are from Southern West Virginia. And when work gave me an opportunity to move here, it, it was pretty much move here, to, you know, get laid off. So uh, <laughs> moved to the area and, you know, met, met Josh and it's kind of went from there, man. It's been, been amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And uh, so you have been flying now for the better part of what, two years now? A little bit, just under two years? Yeah. Yeah. Something like I think uh, this past January is when I really started pushing. Uh, work slowed down, and I told my wife, you know, I, I want to try to do something with the hobby, you know, whether it's, you know, improve. Because I think in January I had like 50 subscribers and just really want to start pushing it. Work slowed down. So it's a perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her, her and my kids, man, it's, they're, they're so supportive. I mean, they love everything about that's it. And awesome. that's, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. No success. Yeah, that's just the like family involved. yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for them, if they didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. I mean, yeah. I'd drop it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And it's yeah. definitely, definitely a blessing that they're, they're so supportive over it. And Absolutely. That's been a, been a fun ride, man. Yeah, for sure. And you now have been to the multi-GP nationals a couple of times. You've been hanging out with Rotor Riot and uh, especially flight tests. You've been a big part mm-hmm. of, um, especially in getting the FT210. Uh, and I know that there's a new set of uh, reviews coming through the pipeline of some mm-hmm. uh, great frames that are out there as well so can you talk a little bit about what what we can kind of expect to see uh down the line in terms of uh your your experience where what you'll be bringing to flight test oh for sure man for sure it it like you said it started out just flying for him you know and then we did the ft210 and that was kind of the you call it like episode one uh austin come to me with this idea of uh like a multi-rotor garage you know where we're, we're the, the idea of the start was, you know, we're going to bring in a, a frame and build it and show people how to build it because that's, you know, flight test is amazing at their build videos mm-hmm. and it's just, they're, they're really good at it. So the idea was, you know, let's start with the FT210, show people from the ground up how to build it. And if you walk along every step of the way, you can have a quad flying great yep. Yep. and not have to really worry much about it. And so that's the idea. And so I think we're going to try to do like one episode a month based around that. The next one coming out is on the X hover R five X frame, little race frame. And Austin had that set up before he realized I was actually sponsored by X hover. So it worked <laughs> out pretty good. It's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. And that works out. <laughs> yeah. So it might not just be frames, you know, so they're, we're trying to update the store too, because there's so much stuff out there. You know, flight test is great at what they do. And yeah, they, they could design a new frame and keep coming out with different products for multi-rotors, but why? Mm-hmm. There's so many companies out there that's already doing amazing things that there's no reason for somebody else to come in. You know, just let, let's support the small guys. Mm-hmm. You know, help them get out there. Mm-hmm. Or the big guys, it don't matter. If there's a good product, you know, let's play with it. And so uh, mm-hmm. Furious FPV is another company that's, they, they actually just started up a few months ago. And they've got some pretty great products. And one of those is their Combini, which is just a flight controller, power distribution, all in one. There's so much stuff with this board. Yeah, that looks really interesting. that's actually, yeah, so that's going to be in this next build video too. And it's just, I think, you know, here here soon we'll do probably an episode on just the Combini. There's so many functions and features with it. And it's, I'm excited. There's a lot of different directions that it, it can go. And it's just my biggest thing. It's it's great doing the stuff with Rotor Riot and racing, but for me, where my passion really lays with this is when I started. There wasn't really a lot of information out there on how to do this. You know, ready to fly quads are great, but if you crash it or wreck it or burn something yeah. up, 
You have no you idea what you're doing. No. Yeah, and there's, you know, for a plane, there's there's <laughs> there's not really a lot of electronics, so it's it's hard, you know, plug and play and go. And for a quad, there's there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. And mm-hmm. so my goal is if, if I can get, you know, one person flying and having a good experience, that, you know, I'm winning. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not very good with the you know building of multi rotors. I I had, tend to have a lot of trouble too. So I'm going to be following this really closely because awesome. I, I I got some work I need to do because I actually got one that uh, Dan Cruz built for me, a little 160 size. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even get it. I didn't even get it home, and the. Uh, uh, Oh, the uh, the cables pulled out of the uh, camera already, and all that. And I'm scared to death take it apart. I mean, this little bitty thing, and it's faster than grease lightning. Hard for me to hang on to, but man, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. It's all about the tiny whoop. Oh, yeah. that's a good question for you, TJ. Do you tiny whoop? Yeah, oh, of course, <laughs> of course. We. Uh, I think it was actually the the first episode that I really talked on was we did a tiny whoop episode. And mm-hmm. and they're great. And then actually, uh, they they just come out with the Inductrix FPV. Mm-hmm. And the tiny whoop is great, man. They're ready to fly for ninety nine or the bind to fly for ninety nine dollars. Mm-hmm. It's yep. hard to beat, and it flies great. Flies awesome. That's fantastic. So you fly the Raycon frame because I think that mm-hmm. was my first exposure to tiny whoop was when we met at Flight Fest and showed me the Raycon yeah. frame, and. It was, I was blown away. First of all, I love the tiny whoop. And when you guys whoop build tent three on that Friday night, it was the coolest thing ever, first of all. And second of all, I was, I was inspired that evening and I started accumulating all of my parts. And I, don't, I think I left mine somewhere. Tim, I think it's still in my pile. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, I, I love the thing. It's great. I now know why there's, such a craze uh, for this tiny whoop thing. And there's so many different quads like that that are quick, but for the the to have it all in one package that you can run into a wall and just bounce off and keep going or chase my kids and not have to worry about, you know, going to jail. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing that I can, if I can say real quick, the thing that I like is that um, I got to work with a company, Great 3D, and they actually got me a tiny whoop and it was so much fun and the thing is he actually gave me a 3d printed case that everything oh yeah i throw that in my backpack i throw my my transmitter in my backpack i take it to work and i freak out my co-workers with it (laughs) the day that i got it and took it to my office our next door neighbor in the office next to us saw that i flew it through my boss's car literally and she goes can i just open the door of our office and you just fly it through there and freak out all my employees i'm like oh yeah i'm so in uh, everyone, was, <laughs> yeah. everyone was freaking out. It was absolutely awesome. So much fun. Just quickly throw it in the door. The door closes. Put my goggles on, and I'm like, now I get to know what's going on inside the next door neighbor's offices. Hmm. So it was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, they are wicked fun. And, and I'll tell you what, I'm so tempted to take mine into work, but I just know it's not going to be well received in the hotel. So. <laughs> I think it's probably better that I uh, stick to uh, flying it around my living room, which the wife doesn't. 
Yeah, well, Allison isn't a big fan of uh, the tiny whoop. The cats love the thing, but the, <laughs> yeah, but no, the uh, it, it's not something that she enjoys. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, I know that we're getting uh, a little bit sidetracked because tiny whooping is awesome. But let's start talking about the uh, the good old race frame. So you are sponsored by X Hover, and are you flying the uh, four inch frame or are you flying the five inch? It's the R5X, which is their five, their five inch, and then mm-hmm. uh, R5XL is like a elongated X, long X frame. And I just built that one, and that was my test build for the video that we did, or you know that mm-hmm. will be coming out soon. But honestly, it's hard to go wrong with the frame, man. Mm-hmm. And it's a mm-hmm. especially with like a four four millimeter base plate. You know, mm-hmm. It's a slab of carbon. Put some electronics on it. Fly it. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, that's that's the good thing about it is there there's going to be the let, let me rephrase that if you get a frame from any of the reputable companies you can't go wrong there there's mm-hmm. so many out there man they're they're all good i just i like x hover the 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 way they set the frames up and i've always flown them you know, my first frame was actually x hover uh, nxp 230 back in 2014 mm. and the reason i got it was back then you had like the blackouts and things along that nature. I mm-hmm. saw a video of the the 230 flying like full speed into a tree and bouncing off, and that was before that you know frames could really do that. And I mm-hmm. bought it right then. So mm-hmm. I wanted something that you know just pretty much the same reason they made the FT210, you know, mm-hmm. a thick slab of carbon that you can beat the crap out of and keep flying. Absolutely. Which one did you say that was a... again that you were flying? Uh, originally or now? Now. That's the R5X. Okay, I'm I'm on I'm on X Hover's website right now, so that's why I'm checking it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new one, they, uh, I'm shopping. The, okay. The, yeah, yeah. Man. The, the previous <laughs> one was say. the uh, MXP 200, the the mm-hmm. Bapu edition, mm-hmm. and that that mm-hmm. had a solid base plate with you know all the arms and base plates all tied together. Mm-hmm. On the R5X, they have it now to where the arms are removed with just two screws. Mm-hmm. So if you're out racing, you break an arm. You just two screws and you replace it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, if you're a racer, chances are you're going to have two or three of the same frame anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was going to say, you usually, so attending the races, I'm assuming you would have multiple iterations of the same frame yep. so that in the unlikely or very likely, depending on the pilot, <laughs> <laughs> have have certain crashes um, that would probably be good to have similar similar spec builds. Yep. Yeah, and that's the way I do it. You know, I like to at least have like three that are all the same electronics, same everything, same tune. And then that way, if one does break, it's not a major issue. You know, if you have an H frame and an X frame, and your X frame breaks, and you bring the the H frame, the H quad out, it's going to fly a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And you want you want to have something that you're used to. You know, you don't want to change yeah. it up in the middle of a race. And of course, if it's yeah, like yeah. my trip to nationals, it don't matter. You crash out in a third race, and you don't get to move on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first race I was in, I, you know, if I was in one, I would crash out and be done, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> one one would be enough for me. <laughs> Half a race I'm for me. Curious. <laughs> I'm curious to try it. Well, Tim, no, you you don't give yourself enough credit because your flying has definitely been fantastic as of late. But I, I definitely, you know, f- Tim and I fly together. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to for everyone who doesn't know, Tim 
uh, lives about 20 minutes away from me and we are flying buddies and we go out to the field that I, f I found. Most awesome field um, ever. It, it's about two minutes away, well, five minutes away from me. It's about 10 minutes away from Tim. It's in this beautiful reserve area. It's a big wide open field, but it connects to a river and a lake on the far side. And then the back is all uh, old oak trees with hanging moss. So we today have flew around our little frames yep. uh, through the trees, out into the field, come back around. There were some jet skis, so we caught the jet skis. Mm. I caught them, by the way. Nice. Um, the uh, jet skis were running around. So, it you know, for our flying, it, it isn't really low to the ground, through gates, or around fast. flags or anything yeah. like that. But I'd be curious to try it. Yeah. Not that I'd yeah. be very good. Well, this is the thing that I found out because I went over to Orlando and I fly with the guys over in Orlando sometimes, uh, Sean Morris and all the guys over there. And something that I found very interesting is I thought I was getting pretty decent at doing freestyle and I felt like I could aim at something and I could fly right at it and usually be pretty on the mark. Then you put a gate in front of me and it's a whole different ballpark. <laughs> I sat down for my first time, picked up my, my transmitter, started flying, looked at my hands, and they were literally uh -huh. shaking with nerves. I, I don't get nervous like that. It totally caught me off guard. It's a completely different animal than doing freestyle or even proximity, quite honestly. And those are the things I like and doing. That's any level, too, man. That's yeah. beginners, intermediates at, yeah. at, at, the, at the Nationals. Uh, Sean Taylor on that mm -hmm. last lap. Uh, I don't know if you'd watched the episode of Road Riot that I was in. Mm -hmm. There's a clip that I filmed where you can just see his thumbs shaking like a leaf, man. He hmm. he was so nervous. But the the thing is, is not it's not who gets nervous and who doesn't get nervous. Who gets nervous? Who it's who can control those nerves enough, right, to get through those gates, right? Becomes you know, an then, endurance you know, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's what it is, man. It's it's just amazing to watch. Win or lose, it's it's fun. Yeah, that's so fun. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it, and so talk a little bit, um, I, I, we're bouncing around the topic, and the, the reason being, guys, is because we really don't have any official questions, they're just coming into our heads, so if you guys have any questions for TJ, please feel free to the drop them in the live chat, and uh, we will be happy to ask away. Um, so talk about the uh, going to the Nationals and your experience at the Nationals, and uh, I'm assuming um you uh obviously have some experience with flying with multi-gp um d you didn't go to the drls in new york am i right yeah i mean you know like i said we i've got a wife and five kids and don't really don't travel around for races too much yeah it's so we got uh about every two weeks over the summer we had local races for uh qrgo which is quad race group ohio here and those guys are just a blast to fly with man so that's always fun but yeah, the DRLs, things like that, it's just too far to go. You know, I'm a, mm -hmm. I got too much money and that type of thing. So, like the the nationals, you know, Rotoride pretty much sponsored me to go. Uh, oh, that's great. That's awesome. If I wanted to go, and I was like, dude, I don't, you know, not really, because <laughs> it was the time <laughs> and money, and so the way it worked was there was a qualifier in Columbus. And if you were first place, you automatically got a pick into the championship. And then the way it worked after that, I think it was uh, the top 60 in the United States moved on to be able to qualify for the race. And you had to go to Muncie, Indiana, race, 
you know, against 60 guys and then the top 16 moved on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just for me, the way I looked at it, it was a chance at a chance to do something. Like, it's just not worth it. So they offered to pretty much pay for everything, sent me and the whole entire family, uh, Chad Nowak and uh, yeah, Christian right. Capper. We all went over and I crashed out in the <laughs> in the qualifiers. But I mean, it is what it is. You know, it was an amazing experience. I learned so much the from the start of this year till now. The like just being able to see the growth that I've had, mm-hmm. and not only me. So in QRGO, we have a novice class, and these are guys from just built your first multi rotor to, you know, like you were talking. You know, you fly around the backyard, but you don't really fly around gates and flags. Right. So these guys mm-hmm. come out, and and these are the course is set up and instead of going through the gates, we'll have flags on both sides of the gate. So they can just fly over the gate, you know, through the flags and that's the race. Nice. And to see how far some of the, like one of the guys, man, he, uh, he started out novice at the beginning of the year and on the, the final race of the year, he, he beat me one race and I was doing everything I could to keep up. He was just more consistent through that one race. Mm-hmm. And wow. just to see somebody be able to go from, you know, just starting out to being, you know pretty much top level for the area it's just awesome to see and that's what i keep stressing you know if you want to fly you don't have to be good yeah come out and fly who cares you know that's it's it's a piece of carbon fiber with four motors and the way they make propellers anymore it's you're probably not gonna make a pop and the thing (laughs) thing that i've always said is that this hobby has such a wonderful family wrapped into it everyone Mm -hmm. here is family everyone is not is not here to put someone else down if they are there a bad a bad egg but when it comes down to it there are some really amazing people that are ready to support and if you're a newbie in the hobby and maybe you picked up your multi-rotor and you tried it you crashed you threw it across the room and said i give up you haven't gotten into the community you haven't gotten the chance to have someone support you not not control you and tell you you're doing it wrong but support you and lead you in it you could you could get just about anywhere in this hobby not because of your knowledge but because of everyone so willing to give theirs in a nice way that's what i love about this hobby that's why i'm still here everyone's amazing well and that's and that's that's the biggest reason why we started this podcast is to try to help that community i mean oh my god that's that's exactly why we did this yeah i mean if it wasn't for the community we wouldn't be here today right and i'm telling you i mean it's it's i feel so lucky to be able to do this because I had the time to do it, but I mean, I, I would love to be in TJ shoes and, and, you know, fly with those guys every day and all that, but I just can't, you know, I mean, I would love to, and that was the only way I could give back. So I try to use this as a conduit for guys like TJ to talk to our community and for yep. the community to talk back to him as well. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the whole reason. And it is a family. I'm telling you going out to flight fest this year. Um, I missed it. It, it was, I know, I don't know why you missed it, but uh, I mean, I've heard so many people say that it was like a big family reunion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't think people understand how true that really is. Right, right. That's what's fantastic. Um, community. Exactly. Until you get there. And I think every, everyone who's there, sorry, Tim, can attest to the the feeling and the camaraderie and just ever. We talk about Flight Fest. Have you noticed, Mike, every show since Flight Fest, we've talked about Flight Fest. There's a reason why we talk it's about iconic. it. It's um, iconic. 
it not only is it iconic, it's being there and being immersed in the hobby with the people that are in this community. It it is mind-blowingly good. If you get the opportunity to go, you have to go. Yeah. Um Mike, uh, sorry, Tim, I know you're planning on attending 17. I hope to, yeah. I'm definitely going in 17. Mike, of course. you have to go, <laughs> of course, because you've That's never a, missed one there, yet. Yeah, there's there's not an option for not going to Flight Fest. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd absolutely. have to be on my deathbed, and then they probably have to heli mm-hmm. me out there anyway. <laughs> yep no it's true it's true and, and honestly we we have a blast every time we go and you know it, i have to say tj i don't know if you remember us meeting at flight fest but it was really cool to like hang out with you for a little bit and get to talk to you and um meet you in person because you know everyone at uh, in this community is super friendly and super down to earth and i know you've become really close with a good friend of ours eric monroe um so uh, how how is that because i know you've been flying with him a lot more uh recently as well yeah man he's honestly he's like a brother to me but he's been busy I yeah text him about every other day you know i was nice. like hey dude you're ready to play yet <laughs> he's applying for his 107 i know i know he's studying he's about to t- take the 107 test so <laughs> and, uh, he's he's thrilled right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, he actually said work is uh finally letting him go a little bit. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be able to get back out and do some stuff. But yeah, man, he's he's got the nice mm-hmm. little uh, FPV playground at the house. And yep. You know, every uh every Thursday night, or at least you know we were flying, have like a a little mini flight fest there. You know, people mm-hmm. come out, mm-hmm. fly different things, quads, planes, and it was just. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah. When I first moved up here, I got a hold of uh, Bixler trying to find out, you know, where I could go fly or if he knew of anywhere. And he got me in touch with Eric. And I went out to uh, Wingfoot, which is where we have a lot of our races. That's where mm-hmm. me and Eric first met. And it was love at first sight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know, we, I mean, honestly, we were it's pretty much every single day hanging out for ever, you know. And then, nice. then work got busy. Yeah. and. Yeah, it is what it is, but things slow back down yeah. and go back out and start having some more fun. So that was, you know, the, the plan was to start, you know, doing a lot more filming and stuff out at uh, his place and really trying to have a lot of fun with it. And yeah, it is what it is, man. Work, real life happens, and then uh, we'll get back into it again here soon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm gonna. Good. I was gonna try to get out to Ohio this fall, but. The way work's going, I'm just not going to be able to. But uh, um, I'm absolutely going to do it this spring. I got to get a hold of uh, Chris Rock, Caglione, and Wayne, and 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 the crew, mm-hmm. um, and get out there. And I know I want to come fly with you guys. You know, on a on a uh, uh, a Thursday night, I'll probably come in like either either Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning and stay through the weekend. And, and guess who just joined us? <laughs> Patrick hey. John Murphy. Hey, hey buddy good to hey, see you look, brother good look what i have for you patrick <laughs> come good get it you, <laughs> oh there you go okay. how are you sir it's been a day but doing all right how about you guys doing good man it's cool really good cool so i yeah. see i see tim and tj mm-hmm. yes you do what's up everybody what's hey, going on on, patrick sorry for my uh delayed Entry into the Better whole thing. It's okay, man. Please. 
Absolutely. And we are so thrilled that you are here, my friend. We well, missed you. Well, thank you. I missed being here. I so couldn't keep up the humor to meet yours. What's that? I couldn't keep the humor up as well as you do. I tried. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's tough to replace, let me tell you. Yeah, there's no way to fill on those shoes. No way. <laughs> nope. It's tough to replace. And as we a said, a lot of people like to replace me, I think. No. Oh, please. No, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> not at all no you ain't you ain't going nowhere my friend mm-hmm. so, uh, so uh no I, good to s- i don't want to derail the conversation so go on whatever oh please about. we were oh, we were actually in a good things yeah well i was just i was just talking about trying to get up to ohio you know this fall and it just doesn't look like it's going to happen so yeah i'm going to try to do it again uh in the spring you know i gotta get a hold of the guys and actually i want to make sure that i get a hold of you too so you, you know because i want you to come out and you know, we all get together with with everybody plus Eric and help. Yep. Since uh, since mm-hmm. TJ's hanging out with Eric all the time when he can, at least when Eric's not working, then uh, we'll have to hang out with him. And of course, Jim Bixler and oh, the whole bunch, man. It'll yeah, be the whole out on the farm. Absolutely, yes, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, let me ask you guys: Are we in the middle of the interview right here with TJ, or do we have anything else before we get into the official? interview because if we are in that i got some questions when we're ready for that oh yeah shoot you're already in it man okay go, you yeah, can ask we, questions like, whenever you right. know how chaotic we are so just <laughs> go man <laughs> all right what i got some questions for you um sure. now i'm a multi-rotor guy myself i tried fixed wing and i just for some reason i was called more towards the the quad side of things a little bit more for everything i've been doing so for those of us who are quadcopter pilots, what I want to ask on behalf of those guys is a little bit about your setup, a little bit about uh, maybe your, your I guess you run a Tyrannus, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. for, for the most part. Um, so I'll actually, see, I'll see. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I'll, <laughs> I was say, actually, Gropner just sent me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can see. <laughs> you go. I'm shutting it up now. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, Tyrannus every day forever, pretty much. And then um about two weeks ago, Gropner sent a MZ24 Pro hmm. you know, with the work doing a flight flight uh test and you know their their relationship with Gropner. So I, when they sent it, uh I think there's two in the United States right now, and I'm flying oh, with wow. one of those and Bixler has the other. Nice. So it's uh pretty neat, man. But the radio is amazing. Is it? And other than that, I don't want to say anything yet because the, okay. the receiver that I was using, I was getting some dropouts. Okay. So, mm. well, the question I was going to, him, yeah. Anyway, the go question, ahead. Your question. The question I was going to ask about that is: is the receiver for the Gropner smaller than maybe like an X4R, which is usually kind of what us Tyrannus guys use? Right, and that's that was one of my complaints. Um, okay. So after I decased it. It is small. I mean, it's really small. But the pins are in a position to where you really can't remove them yeah. without almost destroying the board. So yeah. they're, when I talk to them, they have more receivers coming soon. Sure. But what that means, I don't know. He didn't really elaborate. Uh, he was pushing the GR18, which is kind of their all-in-one. Oh, yeah, right. And I've never used it. So right. I have some coming, and apparently they have different firmware. Mm-hmm. for guys that race that they don't really make public so we're going to try it out okay and other than that uh setups 
I fly what works. Right. And really, that's about anything. Okay. Uh, I've got a few setups with Kiss. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of where I'm going. Let's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it simple. Uh, for instance, a lot of us guys might be a little scared of flying fast, and usually that means that you've got mm-hmm. your camera tilted way up. So my question is, what's your angle on your camera that you prefer to have when you're flying? It's about 45. Okay, and... so you're you're pretty full tilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but where where it works out is um, like the GoPro Hero one and two replacement lenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, a two point eight. You what... are my hero, by the way. With that, I am <laughs> definitely going to be replacing my lens with that thing. That that's a Ch- Chad uh, Nowak thing. He he brought one out to me. He said, "Here, try this," and it's been amazing. So, a two point eight lens is what you get on most of your, you know, ready to fly little cameras. You know, they right. come with two point eight. Uh, 2.1 is what some people are flying. Very uh, wide you, angle. Very wide angle. You get a fish very eye with intense. it. Yeah. Uh, 2.5 is kind of mid-range. You know, you, mm-hmm. you get more of a more wide lens, but no fish eye. The GoPro lens, I think of it like a 2.5 and a half or something mm-hmm. because it's kind of between the 2.5 and a 2.1, so you have a really wide angle, but there's no fish eye. And you can be dead accurate with it, just like a regular 2.5. I mean, it's amazing. So that's what I've been replacing everything with. And with that said, when you get around to like a 40 to 45 degree tilt with that lens, you can see the ground when the quad's sitting on the ground. Oh, very nice. And then you can almost tilt it. Like, so if we're, if we're rocking a 45, you can almost tilt it almost, you know, 90 degrees sure. and still see the horizon. So it's a it's a good all around all around camera lens. But mm-hmm. with that said, you don't have to have a forty five degree tilt. You know, that's only call if you're me, go crazy. Call me a pansy, but yeah, that <laughs> is about as steep as I am going on uh, my camera tilt. And for Five those degrees. who can't see, yeah. it's about 10 to 15 <laughs> degrees. Um, but for what we were doing today, it was more than enough. Oh, you're doing great. Um, yeah, we're doing great. And it was, you know, and that's the thing. I completely agree with you. It, it's, it's more to do with your flying style, yeah. what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I completely understand that the steeper angle is perfect for like racing because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the aim of racing is to go as fast as you can and to be able to see clearly, especially with, you know, the analog equipment that we're all still using, um, it definitely helps to to you know increase the angle, increase the speed. That, that's yeah. kind of the go to. So you've been playing around a little bit. Uh, sorry to derail you a little bit, Tim, yeah. but I'm curious since Keeping you have had you've had experience with the Pro Sight now, which is for those who don't know, this is the HD downlink system. I know Mike probably has a good couple of questions on this as well. Um, what what is your experience so far with the pro site and how does that compare with some of the analog setups it's not really a comparison i mean it's the quality <laughs> is amazing and, and that's the thing it's when, the price is amazing too yeah yeah that's that's yeah yeah for is sure that the, but, is that the connect system that you guys yeah. uh reviewed recently yeah 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 five hundred dollars for a receiver the transmitter and the camera kind of all in one package uh, that's a I heck think, of a deal man yeah yeah the, the only bummer is like another transmitter i think runs like 280 
Ouch. Oh, oh why? Yikes. Yeah, I didn't so, realize it was that high. And they're really that, big. That, they're really big transmitters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I squeezed it into uh, the x over R5X. Mm-hmm. But I had to cut off, so it's got four little mounting holes, mm-hmm. and I just had to completely cut those mounting holes off <laughs> to get it to fit in the frame. But it fit. And I would assume that more quads are going to actually prepare to fit that into their frames in the future as that becomes more of a standard for this. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and the guys that actually run it, they, they love it. And I love flying it. Practicality for me, the analog works great. It's a and lot of extra to carry around to use a Conix. Yeah. Yeah. And once they can get that receiver especially for a lot of guys, if they could get that receiver down to where you can just plug it into your goggles, mm-hmm. and that would be <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And we only test it with little rubber ducky antennas. And another thing that a lot of people that actually use it are doing is putting like two crosshairs on the sides with a couple helix and then just a circle, you know, polarized right in the center. That, and that's what getting... I was wondering when I was watching your video was, hey, yeah. did anybody put something other on, on that thing other than the rubber duckies and how that worked out or if there was a yeah. limitation with that? But... Well, that's the thing. It, it runs, I think, right around the 5.8 scale anyway. And yeah. so when they put those other antennas, they're getting some amazing range on it. And you can see right. from the video, you know, we were breaking up behind trees. Right. Yep. Mm. And, new... and just to... Just to clarify, for those who don't know what a rubber ducky antenna is, that is not the technical term. The technical term is a whip antenna. And (laughs) those of us in the FPV hobby or who have anything to do with, um, you know, doing anything FPV, call them rubber duckies because they are completely useless other than being a rubber duck. They really are. They really are. So, yeah, I've got like a lot of us. A lot of us are using something like this or Spironet, which is a circular polarized antenna, which puts a spiral on the uh, output signal and the input signal, which makes penetration through things like uh, trees and gates more doable. Mm-hmm. For, for those of you uh, listening on the podcast without the, the benefit of uh, visualness, Thing, whatever <laughs> just imagine me holding an antenna that's a rubber ducky antenna that now you get the idea of what's happening <laughs> at this moment all right tj so the next question i got for you is motors and esc what's your choice <laughs> without the ones blowing up on you yeah preferably <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, again man really what worked and it's it's what you can get your hands on for me I've got Lumineer uh, 2350, uh, yeah, Lumineer 20, 2206, 2350 KV motors. Nice. I've got some of their uh, 2000 KV motors that are running my six inch props. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emax Red Bottoms, DYS, uh, SE, they're uh, pretty much their version of the Red Bottoms. It's T Motor sent me some uh, F40 2. They're all great, and yeah. really, for somebody getting into the hobby, you're not going to notice that much of a difference. No, you're really not, and and yeah. you can win a race using any of those because when it comes yeah. down to it, it's more about skill getting through the gates sometimes than it is about motor speed because one guy could be flying at 45 degrees, another guy could be flying at 90. Right. Like I've seen cruel, a, one, a guy who just, like, just 
hauls extremely yeah. and and he could have slow motors and he'd still be passing up other people no matter what you right. do yeah that's the thing you know just like the frames you know there's so many quality motors out there that you really can't go wrong it's what you can get your hands on and what you like and like lumineers they run really smooth but again for 99 percent of the people out there you're not going to notice the difference right and as far as escs go the like little bees you know they're Thirteen, fourteen dollars an yeah. ESC now, yeah. and they still run great. Still is there a, a shot and all that? Is there a preferred brand yeah. right now? I mean, there. What well, we had the Kiss, we had the BL Helis. Who likes what, and what's the latest and greatest? Because I don't much, know anything. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> the Kiss setup is, you know, everybody says hype, but it's really not hype, man. They're it's a really good setup. It it works. You know, you hook everything up and it flies great. Now, with that said, BL Heli and Beta Flight, the same thing can be said. Yeah. You know, you, you hook it up, you flash, uh, especially Beta Flight 3.0. Yeah. And just whatever kind of BL Heli you have, and it's going to fly great. You know, my, I, my recent video that I just put up flying around the uh, flight test dirt pile was all stock settings. Hmm. And you really can't notice any kind of wobbles or anything in the video. Wonderful. And no. it's and hard about- to go wrong anymore. What about flight controllers? I, I was literally in the shower yesterday and I was having this conversation with myself. It, it really didn't go anywhere because I don't know anything. But I was wondering what, what's the latest and greatest flight controller? I mean, you know, I, st- I still have like a multi little from uh, what was it? Ready to fly quads. It, it works great. Thing right there. I've got, I've got a bunch of those. Okay. Well, nano Wii. Yeah. Yes, yep. um, yeah. I, I think I'm running a Rev 5 of a Naze 32 on Beta Flight 29 on this quad. And, I, like, I don't... And, TJ, you feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but from my experience and from what I've seen, it doesn't really matter what you're running Beta Flight on. It just kind of just runs. It, it and it runs It works good. so well. Especially yeah. with being able to flash uh, the the ESCs through the through the Betaflight software, I love Betaflight. Yep, yep. Kiss can do the same thing now. If you have, uh, I want to say it's one point oh two firmware on the ESCs, everything works great, mm-hmm. just just the same way. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard, you know, hard to go wrong. I know you're tired of hearing that already, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So flight controllers, I try to stay away from anything that runs the uh, the sixty five hundred gyro. So, like, Nays Revision 6, I think, has it. Uh, Luminaire Lux, I believe, has it. I hate talking bad about it. I've ran so many Lux boards, and they've all ran great. But it, it usually takes a little bit of finesse, you know, whether it's uh, putting little O-rings underneath and above the, the flight controller to, to help isolate it. You know, little little things like that will get them running great. But if you get something with, like, the 6,000 or 6050 uh, gyro, so pretty much anything uh i think kiss runs those uh a new one that i was testing out that we almost put on the store was the uh multi-rotor mania mantis it's a new mm-hmm. new flight controller they have mm-hmm. it runs great and there's you know furious fpv combini i mean shoot Nays revision five it's still win, winning races you know that's mm-hmm. it's whatever you're you're comfortable with what what gets me is ease of building so the lux is a great board to build with yeah uh 
same thing kiss kiss is a great board to build on the the combini is a great layout and that's what i look for more than more than you know how the board does because most of them fly the same they all fly yeah. great yeah you know? yep and so i you were talking about it's really funny you talk about furious fpv being uh, a company that's kind of up and coming mm-hmm. and really producing some great content um there's something that caught my eye as well um that i i'm don't know if you've tested before but it's called the piggy fpv um and it's a piggyback osd that piggybacks um literally um you can adhere this thing onto the back of an 1177 which is a standard fpv camera or you can screw it directly in on on the cam and instead of it being its own independent board which osds can be pretty big um this one is actually tiny and mounts just straight to the back of the camera. I wasn't sure if that was a an OSD system that you had used or what the OSD is that you like to fly with. If you use one at all, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't use one. Uh, and that's why I like my my radios to to talk to me. So the <laughs> the Tyrannus, especially with the Kiss, you know, the Kiss has their the ESCs talk to the uh, the flight controller, which in turn can send it straight to the radio. And I run mostly thirteen hundred milliamp batteries. And while I'm flying, you know, once I get to a thousand milliamps, you know, the radio just tells me, you know, thousand milliamps and come to land. And so with that, I don't really use any kind of OSD. I used to. So now the only thing I do is go into my camera settings and put a name in the corner. And then that way, when you go to a race and you plug in and you go to take off and then you hit throttle, but your quad doesn't move <laughs> and you're trying to figure out why. And then you figure out, hey, that's not my squad i'm looking at <laughs> you know if you got your name in the corner now you can't go wrong you know so that's that's you know osd is um there's nothing bad about it you know and that is a really good option i haven't tested out myself but if i was going to use one that would probably be it because like you said man it's a really good option and these frames are getting smaller by the day so anything mm-hmm. that can help you build easier is a good thing do you have a camera of preference at all? Uh, I'm I'm sponsored by Runcam, so oh, that'll this, work. This. That'll <laughs> work. <laughs> now, now Runcam has several different models, though. They have yeah. the Apple, the Swift, the Arrow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, what do you like out of Runcam's gear? The Give Swift, the, uh, the Swift. Yeah, the, the Swift. Uh, you really can't go wrong with that either. The uh, the Eagle they sent me originally, uh, I didn't like it. They they sent the one that was a sixteen by nine aspect mm-hmm. ratio, and I do run the Dominator V3s, but it just it, just it was probably a, yeah it's probably a, a case of not using it long enough. Right, and, we're still used to the four by three aspect ratio. Right, right. Yeah. So the the Swift the the color that the Swift gives you to me is just a little bit brighter than what you, what you can get out of an HS eleven seventy seven. Now we've I've heard personally uh, some complaints, and people are saying that the Swift seems to have uh, the board with inside the Swift casing seems to judder or shake. What do you usually do if you do anything to fix that? They fixed it themselves. Oh well, that's even better. And dude, that's that's yeah, it's hard to talk bad about Runcam because they seen that, they heard it, and then they fixed it. You know, they the, the HS eleven seventy seven was a pretty much security camera. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Runcam was the first company to come out and say, you know, we're going to make dedicated cameras for FPV. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the first the first run of the Swifts, uh, pretty much you crash, 
and the center would break off. Yep. And now they sent a, that's probably a month or two ago, they sent a, a few that had been upgraded. And when I pulled it out, it was pretty much everything but the sensor was epoxied. Oh, wow. So you, you weren't breaking anything off that chip. Nice. You know, and that's, yeah, they listen great. And then uh, Chad Nowak, he, he's working with them as far as updating. So we're, we were earlier, we were talking about the, the GoPro one and two lenses. Mm-hmm. Well, Runcam is working on getting that and implement and enter the camera. Well, that's excellent. So the, nice. The camera will come with that already there. Excellent. So, yeah, it's hard. I, I try to run for companies that, you know, I believe in. And Create I think a good product. They yeah. Really have, yeah, they have a good product. I mean, you know, if you're in it to fly for free stuff, you're in it for the wrong reason. Sure. Now, yeah, do you, I, have you tried the Owl as of yet? I've been very curious about that. No. Bixler swears by him. Oh, it's, yeah. It's his absolute favorite camera. I haven't used one yet, and I've got two or three of them sitting behind me. So nice. I've got to put them in something eventually. Mm-hmm. And he likes them, and he has a good reason to. You know, you go out, and the, the colors aren't really as bright as what you can get out of a Swift. But when the sun starts going down, it's uh, apparently, you know, just from looking through his, you, it's like flying in daylight when it's pretty much pitch black outside. Yeah. And then you can still fly very well in the daylight with it. And, nice. you know, it's, it's, there's not really a bad product. <laughs> That's why I was curious. Patrick, you had a question? No, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I... When Runcam first came out, I was kind of thinking, well, it's a, it's a Mobius. No, it's just a Mobius right. knockoff. Right. But it, then my Mobius died and I bought one and, and really, I think the, the picture quality is, is slightly above the Mobius. And then they started coming out with all these FPV cameras um, and they, they really have, uh, I, I think they're doing some great stuff and they don't even pay me to say that. So. No, they stepped up fast. They stepped up really fast. Fantastic. So, um, my, my, I had a, a follow-up question. We were talking a little bit about frames and the fact that you're running an X hover. Um, so I, I'm a little confused. I know you run a traditional X frame, which obviously is just an X, uh, with a little bit of a bulk in the middle. What is the difference between a standard X and an X stretch? Um, not much. <laughs> so when, when you look at them, the the for instance the X hover R5X and the R5XL the center plates are all the same. The only thing that changes is the shape and length of the arms. And so when you set them side by side, the the arms on the uh, the stretch X are just a little bit further out front and back. And I could probably find the, the actual numbers, but if you look at it, it's probably just like two or three millimeters. And oh well, yeah. It's for me, the roll is just a little bit faster on the stretch X. And I'm not really up on why and what people like about it. It works. Mm. You know, it's just like any other frame. It flies a little bit different. And they, they made yeah. them for racing. But for me, you know, whatever works, works. And yeah, the, the regular ones work just great. And that's why we put them on the flight test store. Mm hmm. And, and you know it's so funny and how in how the the way that multi rotors have progressed, especially in the last year. Um, my very first multi rotor was a HMB two thirty five, which was an HDPE base plate. I remember that and thing. A, 
G10 top plate. And for learning on, it was fantastic because yep. you could beat the snot out of this stupid thing. And it wouldn't die. It just kept going. You would... I smashed it into the tarmac runway at Tangerine Field. And I got a, just a small, teeny, tiny nick in one of the arms. And that was it. That There was no damage to it whatsoever. And then this guy, the, the Tim, is totally responsible for this, um, which I'm flying now the Sybil um, by Multirotomania and mm-hmm. Plastic Spider Designs. And... It's also, I, I you can kind of choose, the, this is the nice part about this frame, is you can choose the configuration. Yeah. And I have it in almost like a freestyle configuration with having the blades ridiculously close together. And I tell you what, this thing rolls like nobody's business yeah. um, because of, uh, again, there are different flight characteristics for each frame. And it it's really cool because even Tim can attest, you know, you have these arms, same exact frame in different positions and they behave totally differently. So two totally different configurations of the same frame. Yeah. And they totally fly differently. I haven't finished this one yet. Uh, Plastic spider designs uh, sent me over this one. I, I work with them in great 3d and they sent me over this one, the exact same one that he has, but I've decided to try and spread the arms out across the body a lot wider for more of an H-frame to see how that feels in comparison. There is so much potential in this. And I've made... Joel, how many of these things have I made? I've made a ton of these things. And <laughs> You're up to, what, four? No, no. I, thought, <laughs> I think I'm more like seven or eight now. Oh, seven um, or eight. <laughs> but the truth be told, my, my, can't, my quad, my Sybil, still, I'm still running everything from the original build. And that was my worst build I've ever done in my life. And that thing is steady. As a, I love that thing. So I definitely suggest check that out. Personally. All right. I, I need to go grab another beer, and then I'm going to show you my latest quad. I'll be back. That will be fantastic. We cannot wait to see that. <laughs> well, I got another quad I can show off really quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna get into the um, the updates from everyone since Pat joined us. We can definitely dive into that in uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike, are you? I know you've uh, shut your video off. Uh, what what frame are you still flying? You've got the Nighthawk, if I'm yeah, not I still mistaken. got the Nighthawk. Yeah, and and the and the reason why I'm still flying it is because it's tough as boot leather. I mean, I have thrown that thing all. Of course. I'm not flying over any uh, concrete or, or uh, paved anything. Um, but I don't care where in the dirt I am flying. I can crash the hell out of that thing. And the only thing I have to do, of course, I got Dow props too. So I'm barely breaking props even. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I, I don't want to build something that's going to be, you know, uh, at least new to me yet because I've still been doing a lot of light of sight just trying to get used to flying a quad. I mean, I've been flying fixed wing for so long that when I go from, you know, fixed wing into quads and and I'll be honest with you, I am really liking quads much more than I am fixed wing, but I'm just not that good with them yet. So I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I'm a, a competent pilot before I really start throwing on the goggles and just ripping it and, and giving it, you know, everything I got. But uh, um, I'm a little nervous about it yet. Mm. <laughs> and that's, is that the Yashin Nighthawk? Is that what that one is? Um, I remember you. No, you it's, not a... the, it's not the Yashin. Mm. It's, um, 
God, I don't, I don't have the box up here. Right oh, that's now. okay. I, I remember you'd contacted me about one of them. Oh no, I got that that one e sheen with the CC three D in it, and I like killed it. Yeah, yeah. Tim, I have never flown this thing. Oh wait, hang on. Camera on. Camera on. I have never flown this quad. Yep, it's the happy quad, and it's matter of fact yet. This is the one it's that Chad so Nowak and Steele Davis and uh, oh, Chad Capper no. had with the uh, yep. with the plastic arms on it. Yep. And it, no, those arms break incredibly easy. They're terrible. Dude, I spent $100 and got this thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was the only reason why I bought it, because it was like, it's 100 bucks. Hell, if I crash it, who cares? <laughs> but I can't crash it if I killed the CCD or the CC3D board in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Tim, do you remember the trouble that we went through just uh, to get the CC3D over to the totem? I remember completely. Uh, Chef PV wanted me to do a couple videos with him. He really started off this whole thing that I do on YouTube, and he sent me over a, a humongous box of toys, and he gave me his uh, a quad. That was my very first quad that I started flying with, but my job was to turn that, take a, a, a totem 180 and take everything off of that and put it on the totem. I don't remember what I used, but I really didn't use much of what was on that quad. <laughs> yeah, it probably not. The Moses, Moses ESCs. That, that was, was it. it. That was the rest it. of it was I, trash. I had a Naze 32 Rev 6 on there uh, and the ESCs, one of them was like burning hot, you know, I mean, it was terrible. So, so much fun. Yeah. Uh, CC3D yeah. so gone. That's that's long gone. Well, here it sets. I plugged it in and was gonna update it, and it said it updated. And I plugged the battery in it. The lights wouldn't come on. The motors wouldn't uh, arm. Nothing. And I'm like, and the, then the I plugged it back in. Board. Well, I plugged it back in, and then it wouldn't even recognize the board. And I'm oh, like, I no. killed it. No. <laughs> so it sets, and I don't even care. Well, I'll end up. Well, what I'll end up doing is is taking the motors and the ESC off, and put them on like uh, probably a baby Baron or something like that. <laughs> Do it. That. Absolutely, yes. that is the best choice of your money right there. Probably, but <laughs> at least it doesn't look like this. Oh, oh look at that yeah, sad quad! Oh, awesome. <laughs> this is guys. my latest quad right here. Dude, it's about two sick. years old. <laughs> I don't know where the little mounting plates got to. They're they're gone. <laughs> Lost to history. Um, so it's an electro hub. And I've got Eric's it's a sad uh, quad right there. I've got Eric's angle arm brackets on there, which they do, really do work. They work nicely. That's cool. Um, electro hub right here, baby. There, you, there go. you go. That that's what an electro hub right should there. look like. But check out the back end of this. The fanciness going on back there. You see what that is? Oh, oh what is oh, that? that? Two relays. Okay, so the kids uh, at school last year, when I was still teaching at the horrible school district, um, we were working on a project where they, what they were doing was they were programming an Arduino to to fly the 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 copier. So. We I wanted a kill switch on there, so we have two. Uh, we've got two relays in here, and then we took a servo, and we it took forever to dial in the pot on the stupid servo. But what I could do then is I had a switch programmed on my transmitter. It would kill everything. So if the Arduino for whatever reason it went to fail safe and it just flew away, I'd just throw a switch and it would cut electricity to everything. Uh... So. 
That's really that's, brilliant that, that you've managed to do that because well, I cannot tell you the number of times that something has almost escaped me and I just want to kill everything that, on the power. That was that was the height of my electrical engineering in my lifetime right there. It's, it, 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 it has gotten no better than that. No, well, that, that this, looks is, great. this is my first quad. And I still have it. Yep. Oh, Rob, that uh, is without fantastic. without a broken arm. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> and I flew the bar <laughs> out of this thing. That thing looks great. I, you know what? Oh, the Electro it was Hub. Fun. I was looking into the Electro Hub when I was getting into it, and I loved mm -hmm. the the premise of the Electro Hub and everything it could do. I mean, that would turn. You could go and start off with that, and by the time you were done you could build a full functioning quad with a gimbal and everything all on that. I mean, you could go from beginner mm -hmm. to expert with the exact same one. Now, since everyone's yep. pulling out their big toys, I'll pull out mine here. And this one, <laughs> this oh, one's nice. the one, I just finished this one last night. This one was a gift from, from it's my fault. For those of listen, for those of you listening to the podcast, Tim just pulled out a big rubber fist. <laughs> 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 All right. awesome. I, better, I, I keep forgetting that we are doing more of a radio style for some of our podcasties so this when i'm holding in my hands look it up online this is the tbs discovery this is um kenny um kenny's old one and if you guys don't know who kenny is great 3d.com i love them they're my they're my sponsor and they take good care of my youtube channel and he gave me this when i was over at his uh shop and mm. i got to build it up this thing is so wicked cool um, uh, um hey, what are you forgetting well no <laughs> that and basically i built it at till about 3 30 in the morning last night because if probably you guys don't even know who i am but i draw caricatures for fun and i have done been doing a lot of stuff uh in in our wonderful community here and one thing mm -hmm. that has been i have had no time to build no time to fly nothing so i stayed up till 3 30 last night getting this sucker built and i flew it all day today but I was doing it all with 3S batteries and uh, parallel and all that stuff. And it just kept dropping out of the sky. It just didn't seem to, it didn't want to go up. And I'm like, Joel, what is going on here? Why is this thing falling out of the sky? He's like, dude, have you looked at your KV on your motors? And I'm like, what? And I look at a 750 KV and he goes, dude, 4S. And so I took a 4S. <laughs> Flew like a dream, Joel. You fixed me right. So, so yeah, this it's thing is amazing just, though, and it's a wonderful, a wonderful science. Good bones for building something more professional with a gimbal on the front and stuff. So, there's there's my big toy or my big rubber fist uh, that. Uh, <laughs> 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 rubber <fist>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, I, and it, I, I think you know it's funny because thank you, Kenny. You know that. A lot of a lot of this show, we talk about fixed wings, and I know that there's a good number of our audience who are gonna write to us and be like, "If you dare do such a multi-rotor filled episode, <laughs> I swear I'm gonna unsubscribe." Well, I guarantee. The, the, the feedback I've heard is like, "Why don't you guys talk about multi-rotors more?" Because we really haven't in the entire length of the show. And the truth of the matter is, is because, well, frankly, until really recently, I have gotten mad into them um, as much as the fixed wing stuff. And I think Mike can attest to it. And Patrick just is not that interested, period. They don't like me. It's not a matter of interest. They don't like me. Yeah, here's, yeah, here's the <laughs> Pat, Pat likes multi rotors. Multi rotors don't like that. <laughs> oh, 
there is nothing wrong with liking one way or the other. But if we really need to get into a discussion about both, then why don't we talk about the new flight test episode where there was a quad slash fixed wing that just came out. How cool yeah. is that thing? Have you seen that? That is amazing. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's no. really cool. Yeah, if you're going to take a, a quad and you're going to make it so it's a VTOL system that then goes oh, to fix yeah. something like that, intense little guy. That thing was cool. Oh, that made my mouth water. That was that was <laughs> great. Well, uh, and now yeah. Horizon, Horizon, or whoever they are, Bobby yeah, Horizon, Co, Horizon, Bobby. they've got yeah, Horizon. The, they've got the convergence coming out. Yeah, that is kind of along the same line. Mm-hmm. Interesting that it's a tricopter. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it looks like what they've done is they've taken the delta ray, they've removed the section in the middle, and said, "Oh, you know That's what will a- go really well right here." <laughs> and, and basically, I was watching. You know, they had these giveaways over the last week and stuff. Um, yep. And by the way, mm-hmm. shout out to Julian Walters. Waters. Oh yeah, Julian uh, won one. He won one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. One, I think. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I was watching it, and they called his name, and I'm like, real quick, I hopped on chat, and like. Cause I knew he was on there, but he wasn't saying he, like his name wasn't coming up. Like he was responding, I'm like, "Dude, they called your name. Say something." So anyway, um, yeah, but Joel, you're you're dead right. That's exactly what they said. Their inspiration was was basically a duet with a quadcopter. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic, and the thing I do like about it is that it is a normal multi rotor. And and one yeah. thing that I think TJ and I would agree on here, and TJ, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I think we would both agree that we would strongly suggest if you're getting into multi-rotors, do not buy ready-to-flies. Buy ones that you have to build. Buy ones that you... And, and TJ, please take over and, and, and tell you what your opinion is on that. If you don't mind. Yeah, that. no, for sure, man. I mean, pretty much there. So when I started, it was, let's, let's get into line of sight first and then go to FPV. You don't need that. No. You definitely don't need that. If you want to fly FPV, fly FPV. You know, but start easy. Don't go get a race squad and throw a four cell battery on it. Put your camera at forty five degrees and just no. go. No, that's not good. Uh, yeah, don't don't do pull a rotor well, and buy I'll, an I'll alien. Say one thing and... You can do that, but <laughs> you're gonna knock. But you better have a pocket full of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I like about nowadays you know before if you wanted to build a quad most of the time you would build one and it would be like centralized around three cell batteries right and then when you wanted to upgrade you had to change around your build well now pretty much everything will work on anything so build one that will run on you know a four cell but run it with a three cell with a little bit less pitch on your props if you want to learn stability mode go ahead you know but if i had to do it over again i would have never touched it I would have went straight to rate mode, plugged into a uh, simulator, and yeah. tried that. Simulators are key. They yes. are. They help so much. Yeah. That's, and that's Mike. Go ahead. Babe. That's a question I do have because I am running on stability mode because uh-huh. okay, I get them out just a little bit, and my eyes are not good enough, at least line of sight wise. No one's eyes are good I enough line of sight with a multi rudder right now. No one's eyes are good enough. I, Dude, I don't fly fast. It doesn't matter. Multi rotors are hard to spot, no matter what you got. You got a, you got something smaller than a ruler that you're trying to keep line of sight on. It's not going to happen. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. So, and and here's the thing. This this is TJ. This is in your ballpark. Why is stability mode better, or or not better than rate mode, or what I would just call everything off? Because when you look at the settings through 
beta flight or clean flight, you turn mm -hmm. on stability mode, which is either um, horizon, uh, horizon mode or it's um, angle mode. There, and then you're wondering, so how do I put it in acro mode? There is no acro mode. Just basically yep. turn everything else off. That is your acro mode. So why is that better than stability mode? You can do what you want. And that's, that's the way it is. You know, if, it, if you have stability mode or horizon mode, when you let go of that right stick, the quad is going to set itself back how it wants to be. And then you have to start pushing the stick again. Right. You know, in, in rate mode, you just barely tap the stick and it's going to give you a little bit of pitch. And then you let go of the stick mm -hmm. and it's going to stay there. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then so it's, go ahead. No, I was, I, I'm just going to say for, here's, here's my issue with quads, I think. And I, I've been self-diagnosing on this. Uh, recently you don't self-diagnose go to the but, well no i i i've been self-diagnosed i've been doing research on the internet and um no uh i come from six weeks i i've you know i i've always i i've flown real fixed wing airplanes um i fly fixed wing rc airplanes and then these quad things come along and the fundamental difference between a quad and a fixed wing aircraft is a fixed wing aircraft is perfectly happy flying itself so my brain can take a break. Yes. For two or three seconds, I don't have to be dead on what's happening. I can take my hands off the sticks. I mean, depending on the airplane, but any half-decent airplane will keep going in the direction you point it. And when yeah. you come back to it, it's basically doing the same thing or in the process of naturally writing itself. Right. Um, quads aren't like that if you don't have them in stability mode. You have to be on them constantly. And I think my brain has had a hard time getting used to that, that, that need for constant focus. And this goes back to yeah. my ADD issue, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it has been difficult for me to, to fly quads after, after being really comfortable with, our, with fixed wing. Yep. So my question to you then, Pat, is do you pinch or do you thumb? Good question. I, Good question. I thumb. I thumb. TJ, how about you? I yeah. I pinch. Yeah, pinch. You I, start, pinch. I started as a thumb. Pinch. Yeah, so I started as a thumb, and then now it's kind of my thumbs are on top of the sticks, so and my fingers just support mm -hmm. it. Me too. You mean the the claw method, right? So yeah, the, it looks yeah, like this much. when you're yeah. thumbing it. So I actually full on pinch uh, when I'm flying, and. I, I don't know whether that's, there that's, is just that's me. That's Donald Trump's stall. Style right there. Too. <laughs> Full on pinch. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I knew it was going to go there. So, anyway. Oh, my goodness. So, I, I, personally speaking, I feel like you are in far more control of the machine when you are pinching on the sticks Agreed. and it's same same within claw um because you know schizo will tell you um the uh steel davis will tell you tj will tell you you have much more precision control when you are pinching those sticks and that means you can do so so patrick your issue is that you have to be focused in on it all the time yeah it's, if it's, you're... it's yeah the, my brain can't look at a bird and then come back to it because that's what i do yeah birds are fun so to watch he... <laughs> now with a, with a race squad you only have to concentrate for two and a half minutes 
<laughs> Hard. Yeah, but that's that's a that's that's two minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes fifteen seconds too long. Well, I was yeah. trying to give you a little credit, Pat. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Don't hold back. So let me say this: um, when it comes to when it comes to going back to um, acro mode and stabilization mode, I'm. I, a lot of you guys might know I love making video. That's my that's my goal. If I could get a build, my my hope is that that big quad that I have will turn into something that has a gimbal on it and can do um, a really good quality video. But the thing is, if you are in stability stability mode and you're trying to get good quality video, it's not going to happen. You push the stick yeah. forward, you release it, and you're going to see that heavy-duty bounce on your camera. No matter. See, that's it. He just, okay, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> he just held up a Phantom 3. That is everything that makes my mouth water right there, okay? I'm just That's the it. Phantom 3 Pro, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and you see, it, it's... this is the poor man's quad. The, um, the, I, I got the S500, which is like a 500 build quad. Mm -hmm. They call that the poor man's Phantom, and, and I tried building that up and failed miserably. But what... Um, what I am saying is when you are in rate mode, or as we would call it, acro mode, or no mode, basically you are in control of what your camera sees. And you can turn on your expos to be nice and gentle. And you can handle a lot of that stuff to make your video smooth and precise. And that's why I got into acro mode, because I hated what stability mode did. Not to mention, everyone's telling you if you're hearing oscillations in your motors or anything like that that means that you're badly tuned if you're in stability mode that oscillation is going constantly because your quad is trying to catch everything mm -hmm. trying to fix everything um rate mode acro mode is actually i hate to say this easier to do than stability mm -hmm. mode because i feel i am less in control if i'm not in acro mode. yep I, I, and I agree, you know, it's funny because you, you point, and especially in the beta flight controllers, you know, it, you, I mean, those of us who are flying beta flight three or two nine uh -huh. can attest, you plug that thing in and even Steel Davis put out a video the other day and he's flying on stock pids straight out of, uh, what, what does he fly? Kiss. Um, he was running stock pids on KISS, and it has nothing to do with your flying style. Flying style is all about the pilot, but the tune itself is pretty dang locked in yep. um, on all of the current iterations of, of the flight control patches. Mm -hmm. um, what, what it really get, gets down to, and I learned this today with Tim, is you've got to take that fear aspect completely yeah. out of the equation, and you have to trust the machine is going to do exactly what you tell it to Steel do. Davis if you says it all the time, yeah, and that's it's the truth. And yet, maybe these helped a little bit. Um, they helped you a lot, but at the they get good, get good, lot. get good glass. Um, that's all I'm saying. Get good glass. Yep, yeah. uh, and. To be honest with you, once you once you get comfortable behind the quad and you trust in what it's going to do, I guarantee you'll have an easier time flying, Pat. <laughs> no, I, I okay. I you can't fly a race quad line of sight. You can't. You can't really fly it. You can hover it in front of you and maybe do some spin around things right in front of you. Flips. Yeah. Flips. But but <laughs> it, it, I've never. I have tried flying FPV with quads. But there's always been a technical issue, and you guys last podcast saw the goggles that I'm working with. Thank you, Fred. They're 
for free. They're awesome. I love you. But uh, <laughs> they, they leave a lot to be desired. Um, so I really do need to get most of No. No, he don't have no, bottoms. These things look like steampunk uh, <laughs> night vision goggles is what they look like. <laughs> they look like. They look like uh, the, those glasses that like a diamond cutter would wear. I'm telling you, they look <laughs> like exactly steampunk, steampunk night goggles. Yeah, they kind of do. Hang on. Yeah. Wrapped up I wanna, yeah, I want to see what you got here. Oh, they're awesome. You're going to be so but, impressed. Well, well listen, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what I need to do is I need to go ahead and build a brand new quad with the latest, greatest of everything and just throw along goggles and start flying. Just, just get maybe, the maybe, stuff. I don't know. You don't need to go full tilt. <laughs> what, are what are those? What are those? I'm sorry. Say something. Say so, something, Pat. Oh, this wow. This is what I'm dealing with here. Oh, they my. They are so, so awesome. These are my goggles. I've never... What? <laughs> I think somebody's pulling your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're just flying line of sight, but you're zoomed in on the quad. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys are sufficiently impressed, I'm sure. Awesome. Um, not everybody can fly with goggles like these. Um, They're quite unique. The camera Let's doesn't stay on way. him long enough to laugh at him. I mean, seriously. Those are cool. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Well, you know, they were free. <laughs> And and Fred Provost gave him to him, so you know he's Thank proud you, of Fred. it. <laughs> yes, That's right. Absolutely. The flying monkey originals. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know that you know nice that you know that they've come from him. Yeah, absolutely. Um so uh, we did have a question in chat. Um yeah. now TJ, you were you took we a little bit ago, we were talking about simulators specifically. So do you have a preference in which simulator you've been training in? Liftoff is what I like now. Uh I started off with uh, was an FPV Freerider or yeah, Freerider free FPV, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. that one. And I, I've tried them all. Liftoff I like just because of the custom customize. Yeah. You could customize it, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you, you you can change up things on the quad. You you can build your own tracks. You can go into the community and download their tracks. And so, like uh, for MotoGP uh, Nationals, the qualifier and. Uh, there was a certain track to run and you get that on liftoff and just, you know, learn the track. And so it's, it's a really, really good option. And you can't, you know, for $20, why not? Go ahead, Mike. Uh, okay. Question for you, TJ. Then if, if, if that's what you're flying and you have a specific setup, can you share that setup? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, no. Can you share that setup? <laughs> He's like, Please share the setup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, With me, can you share that setup? <laughs> this is not a hypothetical yeah. question here. Yeah, and, and the reason why I'm asking is, is because I'm not that smart with PIDs and all that other stuff. So I would like to get something that at least. And, and here's a question I'll have for you. You know, prefacing this is when you fly in liftoff. Does it feel like you're truly flying your quad? No. Do you no. have? Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> because because I I you know I have free rider and I have liftoff both. Yeah. And I actually fly FPV free rider pretty well. 
I mean, I go out to like the, the desert one and, and, and I can, I can go through, you know, three laps on the, you know, on, hit all the gates and, and I'm, I mean, you know, my laps are, I think my times are total or, you know, less than two minutes in three, you know, or at least that's what the timer thing says. I don't know what the hell it really equates to because I know it's shorter than that, but I mean, and I go, I go to lift off, dude, I can't hang on to a quad in that thing when I'm on full acro <laughs> yeah. mode. I just can't. Truth be told, it's it's as yeah, I would say for right now, it's as close as you're going to get to realism when it comes to simulation. Um, I do mm -hmm. find that liftoff, when you take off, it will stay in that right there position, which is not reality. Um, usually, there's there's give and take, and the quad's going to feel wind buffer. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it do some things. But when it comes down to it, when you fly liftoff, they've already got quads pre pin uh, pit, pid, pre pid set for you. And things like that and then you can go in and you can make changes if you want um i i've been doing a couple episodes on my youtube channel where i've been flying in liftoff and it's been a lot of fun right. and i've had a lot of people getting a hold of me saying can i have your pids and i'm going i ain't done nothing except maybe turn up the yeah. expo slightly <laughs> that's really that's really all i've changed i might have turned up the expo so okay. it's not as as shaky and i think a lot of beginner pilots deal with that issue where when they get in they start feeling this quad jumping all over the place and they're freaking out because it can't gain control it's usually because you need to turn on some expos so that your controller okay. can handle things more gently as soon as you okay. start freaking out and it's it's set for like zero expo it's going to freak out twice as bad as you will <laughs> and yeah. then by the time you're done you've had well, no wonder i'm crashing everything because every time i fly it i freak out <laughs> i'm certain with your fixed wing that you that you've already been flying you probably have some expos and you know how they work. You know how they help in, in small mm -hmm. movements and things like that, make everything mm -hmm. nice and smooth. Same thing with quads. Just turn them on right. a little bit. It's going to help you regain some control. You're going to start feeling, uh, for, for Patrick's sake, uh, you're going to start feeling a little bit more at ease, even flying in acro mode because there's just a little bit more balance. But no, oh it's not exactly like flying in real life. But for right now, it's the closest and it's really good training. And when yeah. you get out to the field, you have a, a, a beginning structure of how you're going to fly. Yes. Yeah. So, so do any of you guys fly uh, with a Turnigee 9X, and how would you interface that with the simulator? I fly with a Turnigee i10. I have mine right here, which would basically okay. be the same. Uh, you would simply plug in your USB into the computer. You would go into um, liftoff. And all you would simply do is you would tell it that you want to, I would say, do the assist configuration, and it will lead you through the setup. Now, one thing you may have to do, I know on mine, I have to go into my menu on mine, and I have to tell it to simulate um, when plugged mm. into USB mode. Not a problem for mine. Uh, there may be a setting like that, or it may be automatic when you plug it in. Uh, but just go in, follow that setup. It should work. And if it doesn't, give me a call, and we'll figure something out. That's that's how that would work, and yeah, it's well, really good. My first obstacle is figuring out what kind of cable I need. So, but, USB but I'll, I'll, to what? USB, just plug it directly into the computer. I know, I know. Yeah, mine, but what is it? USB to USB, or is it, what is it? Uh, it would be um, probably micro USB, same thing you would use on an Android mm. phone for mine, at least for the i10. Okay, I, I think I'm. Yeah, you you got the fancy turner. You you got the seventy nine dollar radio. I got the fifty nine dollar radio. Oh, okay. And and if it comes, if it comes, is it that down, that plug right? Let me see. Uh, that one's the my, the mini. That one's good for the um Tyrannus. 
If you're Tyrannus. using the Tyrannus, that's the one you want for the Tyrannus. Uh, the one that you would have for your cell phone, I don't think I have it in front of me, has the two little teeth that stick out the top, so when you stick it in, it kind of clicks into place. Uh, that one is the... Let's yes. see if this one... This is it right that's here. That's it right there. You see the little teeth on the top? That one is the micro. That was the one you would use for turning GI-10. And it's uh, very, very small. Yes, it is. Compared uh, to a standard, um, which, hang on a minute. I'll get these side by side. Yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the mini right next to yeah. there. So yeah, this is the big one. This is the mini or the micro, whatever. So, and let me and tell of you, course most... it could just be like a three and a half millimeter headphone jack, too. Yeah. And, right. And... That's what I was wondering if it's a stereo jack. And there are, there are dongles, I think that's the word that they would mm -hmm. use, that, are, that do have uh, a microphone input or, or the little stereo yeah. jack that you can then go into USB. And I think right. some programs will actually be able to do it through your audio jack, believe it or not. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I just bought one that goes from uh, USB to the three and a half mil uh, audio jack. I think it's like $5 on eBay. Okay. Oh, cool. And that's you, what I'm using with my dropper wow. now too. Do you know awesome. a, a name for that, that people could look it up? Do you know how you looked it up? Uh, it was like simulator dongle. <laughs> or dongle. Like that. Yeah. All right, let's, yeah, let's I mean, keep was, this uh, family friendly. No dongle. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. yeah. Your there, you go. Away. there you go. So uh, I, I'm, I came late to the party here, but I, did, did you guys get into uh, like what's TJ's background? Where is he from? How to get the flight test and all that good stuff? In a very messy yes. way, yes. Okay, yeah. that's, that's all that matters. Um, it was very messy, but yeah, we did. Okay, cool. Just wanted to check. <laughs> do you think, does this show ever go to plan? Really? It can't because we never have a plan. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. No one seems to mind, though. So, sorry, TJ, for putting you through this torture. We oh. know it can be that way. <laughs> Like one I said, man, five kids, I'm, I'm good for it. <laughs> oh, Lord, man. Well, there's one only thing. four of us here, so you're probably in better shape. <laughs> one thing that I like to ask TJ um, is basically if you were to give advice to newbie pilots, which I know you've basically been doing throughout the whole uh, podcast here so far, but if you were to give one piece of advice to a newbie pilot, what would that advice be? Don't quit. I like it. Hmm. That's good. Don't, don't don't get frustrated. I mean, you're you're going to get frustrated. You're going to break things. You know, you're you're going to have that day where nothing goes right. Everything falls out of the sky. You may even have a fire. But step back, take a deep breath, and don't quit. I mean, mm -hmm. it's been an amazing ride, and I'm really fortunate where I've come so far. But I took six months off because I got frustrated because I couldn't get the hang of flying. You know, if, if I wouldn't have done that, it's hard to tell where i would be at this point which you know i love where i'm at now so i'm glad i did take that time off but you know don't don't quit don't get frustrated if you need help reach out you know my, my i got an open door on my facebook if you've got a question send me a message you know, i might not be able to get back to you right away but i will so, yeah, we'll, right. we'll get it figured out so get ready for a twenty thousand friend right. that's fine <laughs> yeah that's perfectly fine T tj is very friendly uh, when when I started talking to him about coming onto the show, 
He didn't. He didn't shake his head, shake his fist. No, no angry words were ever exchanged. Well, that's probably he, he, he is, must not have ever listened to it before then. Exactly. So yeah, he, he'll know better next time, he, won't he? He'll, yeah, really, yeah, he'll be like, oh, <laughs> them flight test community cost guys. No, he should have learned. Actually, that's true. You should have. You should have spoken to Eric before coming on the show. Yeah. He would have told you yeah. different. Eric, Eric, and Jim both. He, they would have told you. Don't go on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty fun like uh, and honestly uh you know i don't think you got to properly answer is can you please share your settings with us oh what are your settings yes liftoff settings pretty much the only thing i change is the quad so you can go in and you know build your own quad so i i leave the uh, vortex motors on it put uh tri blades on and i think it's just like a normal five by three or four inch anyway the the three bladed props um put the camera tilt all the way up i think it's 50 <laughs> degrees just to get used to it and uh four cell battery there there's a couple different ones i want to say it's like a 65c 1300 milliamp battery uh pids don't touch them the the pids are fine they, yeah. they, i mean they, when you do really sharp flips like I, I turn my rates up i think my rates run I want to say seven seven fifty on yaw and six fifty on roll and pitch, and then I like I like a really fast roll, but from the mid stick I like it really soft. So my my expo I want to say I put one point seven hmm. on roll and pitch and like one point five on yaw, and those are the, the the only changes. And that allows me to have a real soft center stick. And, you know, if I want to go crazy, you throw the stick all the way to the side and the quad will freak out on you. And <laughs> it, it, it's close to how I really fly that I can get on that. And you were asking about, you know, does it feel like the real thing? No, not really. I mean, it's as close as you're going to get. But yeah. you fly on that for a while and then go out and fly the quad. It takes a little, you know, figuring out again as far as getting used to it. But it's well, close enough to where the muscle memory is going to be there. Right. What what I found, at least in in my own flying, and not that I'm an expert pilot, especially in quads, but what I find is 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 the real quad always feels a lot softer. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, most definitely. Because I can't get it to where it feels as close as far as like you said, soft in the center. You know, the Mm -hmm. the end stick. Yeah, it'll it'll go crazy on either one, but you know the the actual no matter what kind of expo I put in it, because I've, I've tried everything from all the way up to like two and a half down to one. And there's just nothing in there that I can get it as close as how I like it. Yeah. But it's, you know, like I say, close enough. And in the winter months, it'll be fun. And then, you know, another aspect of lift off is multiplayer. So I love it. Oh. when we get done here, we can all meet and lift off and we can fly. That sounds awesome. You know what? I'd be more than happy to do that. Yep. There we and go. you can see just how bad of a pilot I am. <laughs> can I fly with my keyboard? Arrow left, right? Actually, <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. You get to meet some really great people on there, and you can only do it over the mm-hmm. chat. But literally, I got to meet Eric Monroe on there. He added me on Facebook. I'm going to be enjoying chatting with him about a bunch of stuff. I um, met Cruel, which if you've ever seen Cruel fly in real life, it's scary. It's frightening how fast he is. And it would not surprise me if you meet some really great people who are more than willing to help you out. And if they don't help you out on there, they'll help you out on Facebook. It just like I said, 
the community has spread everywhere. You go oh, you yeah. to places where we are, we're happy mm -hmm. to help. We look forward to it. If you do look for me, I'm <laughs> I'm a Huggy Teddy Bear. You all see newbie. Oh yeah, right. I'm, I'm Huggy Teddy Bear. Huggy Teddy Bear on on uh, on the liftoff, but the RC newbie on YouTube. <laughs> you can change. So your name. I have a question. Yeah, absolutely. I think you should, Tim. <laughs> RC newbie needs to be your name. <laughs> yeah, I'm T-Bone FPV on liftoff too. Okay. Yeah, I need to change mine actually to Baby Bert FPV. Um, TJ, I have a question <laughs> for you. Sorry, uh, I know I'm ch completely changing the subject and derailing where we already are. But okay. I have a question for you, and it's been kind of... I know, it's terrible. <laughs> Who is your favorite pilot FPV? Other than you, you can't pick yourself, and why? It's me. Huh. No. <laughs> sure as hell ain't me. <laughs> yes, Mike, yes. That's honestly a tough one. Um, I probably honestly just have to go with Chad Nowak. You know, they, uh, he helped me train a lot going into the Nationals. And when I first met him, oh, Lord, I can't remember now. It's been a while. But it was, it was one of those things that when you, when you meet him, the dude is just really down to earth. And, oh, he's you the funniest know, all, guy I've ever talked to. Yeah, all the road ride guys really are. But for him to actually sit down with me, and show me everything he knows. And that's awesome. Do it in a way that was really, really easy to understand. It, mm -hmm. it really, you know, pretty much he has a place in my heart, I guess. And then, you know, we all went, <laughs> we all went to nationals. And then he had, you know, my kids, they, they love him and Christian to death now. And that's so, awesome. I Go ahead. Um, just, just out of curiosity, what, what were some of the tips that he shared with you? Um, it, was it to do with your flying style, or was it to do with more lining up with the gate and being able to hit it in a particular way? Yeah, yeah, it was more, more along the lines of lines. You know, <laughs> find, find the line. You know, you get a practice, practice round. You get three laps. Try three different lines. Mm -hmm. You know, find what works for you. What, what's a little bit better. You don't have to. You know, the, the fastest person out there might not be the fastest person right. in the air. It might be the guy that's able to take a turn a little bit smoother yeah. and line up the next gate. And that was really the, the one thing that I wasn't doing that he helped. And would you say that most, sorry, Mike, uh, I, last question. And then everyone's free. You're fine. Um, the, um, would you say that probably the biggest, obstacle or hurdle to overcome is the way you maneuver around a, a race course versus say flying fast the biggest hurdle is nerves <laughs> and that that that's really what gets everybody i mean you you can be the fastest pilot out there but if you don't have control of at least being able to keep your nerves in check because you're going to be nervous but if you can control it enough to get around the track that is the hardest part and, and go ahead well and 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 something i noticed because i've been watching a lot of the drone races on espn too and and one of the things that i notice is the guys that are not the fastest that fly the smoothest that they're the guys that are usually winning because they're not crashing yeah, yeah. that's what that's i see almost every damn race yep you know, it, with the exception of that uh, uh, that English kid 
from uh, oh, the UK. Yeah, Luke, you know. Luke. Oh my Luke. God, <laughs> that kid is incredible. <laughs> I think uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Minchkim, something like that. He's from Korea. I he, seen he's that. another really young young guy that is amazing. But between yeah, him and well, Luke, they're, they're both. Crazy. Yeah, the, well, they're they're so young they don't even know what being nervous is yet. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is more than anything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, the guy that's going to win the race is the not really fastest guy, or the guy that has the the coolest nerves. It's the guy that has control of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is the consistency? What's the event what's going that? on out in Hawaii right now? Drone Worlds. Okay. Yeah, it's um and that's hosted oh, by the DRL, isn't it? Uh, is it DRL? Is it DRL or is sure. it the other one? DSA. DSA, isn't it? The NASCAR D- of drone racing. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, DSA, yeah, DSA is the one. It, the, the drone... Uh, <laughs> you help. <laughs> Let's see, yeah. it, it's the one that took place in New York. New York. Uh, they're the ones oh, okay. who are hosting it. Gotcha. Um, and that is... So there's two... There's the Aloha race, which is the qualifier, and then there's the actual Worlds race. And two different tracks set up the race and for who, those who qualify to get into the Worlds. And um, there's representatives, one person from every country. Hmm. Um, one team, I think it is, right? Uh, one team from every country who's participating in it. Um, so that should be really interesting to uh, see. And Rotor Riot is there, so I'm sure we'll be getting some live content with them. Uh, they are not flying in the race, um, but they are certainly there as well. Um, I do want to give a shout out while we're on here. Um, I've been speaking with Trace um, over at Quad Talk. Um, Quad Talk is the um, exclusive podcast for the quad racing community. So if you're more interested in um, quadcopter racing, you may not necessarily be interested in as much of the fixed wing stuff that we normally cover. And that's totally okay. Don't be silly, Joel. Everybody um, knows fixed for, <laughs> Exactly. Really, it's true. So... For, for that content, if you really want to hear exclusive content uh, for quadcopter racing, please go over, check out Quad Talk Podcast. They just also hit a milestone of 200,000 downloads, mm. over 40 episodes that they've put out so far. Wow. Um, so they're doing an excellent job of getting out there into the community, especially of uh, racers. Um, so if you guys aren't already following them, uh, check out Quad Talk podcast uh on itunes and uh, we really want to be support we're all here in the community together so we want to throw uh everybody uh, out there and uh support so go check them out and go take a listen to trace and whiz out of uh california he's probably by far one of the best uh fpv pilots out there did you see uh tj his latest uh, little clip that he put out i don't believe so i don't believe so look it up the guy, the guy was. Uh, it's on his Instagram feed. Uh, he was flying a train track uh, with a. There was a bridge and one train oh. above and one train down below. Was this the oh, one with the terrible pitch? He comes. Yep. He comes. Okay. No, 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 no. He comes over the top of the train track, loops back over, peeks under the the track, and comes all the way back and in almost like a reverse pattern. Um. There's a train crossing through underneath the bridge that he just dived um, at the end of the clip. It was unbelievable flying. Um, so a big uh, a big shout out to him on great pilot skill. That was one really cool clip to look at. 
Okay, then. So uh, <laughs> let's, I, I think, because we're actually approaching, I know it hasn't felt like it, guys, but we've been approaching the two-hour mark here. Wow. For, oh, my. Uh, which is, I know, right? Ridiculous. That's what happens when you get um, CJ so, in here. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you talk too much. So man. let's, yeah, 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 uh, yeah right, Tim? So let's let's all wrap up with uh, what we're planning on doing next in the hobby. Uh, we're going to steal this segment from um, the Freefall RC guys. Uh, by the way, hey Kevin, hey oh, yeah, you just Steve, started flight school today. and hey Chris, yes, yes that was really neat. So uh, we wanted to give them a shout out. Have you noticed at the end of every single one of their shows, they're giving us a shout out oh, now? Good for them. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the tail end of the show, they're like, hey guys, at the Flight Desk Community Podcast. So I wanted to give that shout out nice. to them. Um, so let's start with TJ. What is next for you in the hobby? Um, As far as me, not really much. <laughs> I'm going to review this thing here. It's a oh, X-ray. I've seen that thing. Yeah, it's a little 3D printed quad. This is uh, actually... Uh, Chad Capper gave me to review for him. And then, let's see, repairing this. And I want, <laughs> Can I want, you tell the story of that real quick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Later. Me, uh, so Derek Wilson, this is his quad. He, he bought it from Rotorite. You know, the, the story where you buy all the different pieces. I guess they had an issue when they put it together. And long story short, uh, Rotorite is pretty much taking it up on themselves to get it running for it which is really awesome of them. That is so, awesome. Yeah. You know, just like, like you just said, they're, they're in Hawaii. So in order to get it fixed on time, you know, Chad called me and asked me if I care to do it for him. So we're going to get it working and mail it back off to Derek. But the, uh, the ESC, uh, I sent Joe a video there a little bit ago that <laughs> you know, cappers want me to kind of just document everything as we go through because this is, you know, like I said, a really cool opportunity that they're they're hooking up Derek with. I didn't know what was wrong with it. I know an ESC looks kind of weird, so I plugged a battery in it and it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all video and it looks awesome. Flames everywhere. Uh, so, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so for the next uh, week or so, it's going to be a review and a rebuild. And uh, after that, a very explosive I, I one. Yeah, yeah. I try to fly every chance I can, and it's 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 fun, definitely fun. That's and then with flight awesome. Uh, as HQ, far as flight right? test goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as flight test goes, um, really, I've got the uh, X Hover R five X build video should be releasing uh, quote soon. Not really sure. But we, just, we just finished filming it <laughs> this past week, and from there, we'll we'll see where the the tide takes us. Yeah, we're really looking forward to more content coming through from you. Yeah. And a, a huge, huge credit to you because you have turned, for flight tests especially, you've turned quadcopters into something that's very digestible, very yes. easy to understand, um, that it is in plain English so that if someone is not familiar with quads, that they can very easily get it and break that barrier of entry, which admittedly there are many steps in that process. And I think, you know, I heard recently the best way of describing it, there's a build hurdle to get over, there's mm-hmm. a tune hurdle to get over, and then there's the actual flying hurdle to get over. Right, right. You just gave me chills. <laughs> I mean, bring it, bring it, making it like it, you know, I mean, where people can understand it and, and do it easily. That's, that's awesome. Well, I'm going to have to follow you a lot so I can learn a little something because I've yeah, got a long 
Go. Try not to stalk him, but yeah, I'm sure he'll be very happy. To- <laughs> I, I I have a lot of learning to do myself. <laughs> well, we'll learn together, Pat. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey. The old guys. Yeah, right. yeah, no kidding. So, Patrick. Yes. Patrick, I know you had the uh, bushwhacker out this week. What what what's coming up for you? Um, I don't know. I I was actually I spent uh, about six hours at the club field today, which was nice. Um, yeah, actually Good got. For you. Yeah, um, I flew my first nitro plane today. Uh, oh, wow. It wasn't mine. It was somebody else handed me the 72 megahertz uh, transfer and said, hey, fly this. And it flies just like an electric plane, except it's noisier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they usually fly longer. Uh, yeah, this thing would have flown. Uh, it had a six ounce <laughs> tank, and I think he said it would fly easy half an hour. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was a little 25, uh, 025 motor or something like that. And Carl Goldberg, uh, Eaglet, just a, oh my gosh, a sweetheart of an airplane. Had a good time flying that. Um, flew some kind of weird coroplast something hog, uh, combat plane. That was a trip. Uh, <laughs> that, I mean, it was, it, it's just basically a flat piece of coroplast with, with, uh, two vertical stabs on it. And, and it just, you, you could do things with it that were stupid. I mean, like, at one point, I had full, I had full uh, up elevator, and it was just spinning like a little frisbee, just <laughs> spinning there. <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, this is interesting." And then I, then I just went neutral on controls, and it just shot out straight line. I mean, it, it was so cool. Such, I, I, I think I have to build one of those. Um, it was so cool. <laughs> um, and what else? Yeah, I, but I don't know what I'm I'm going to be doing next. It, we were talking today. Uh, how's the B seventeen? The the B twenty five. B twenty five. That's I, it's hanging back up again. I I took it down and looked at it, and then I realized that all of the things I had figured out in my head, I I had forgotten, and so I hung it back <laughs> up again. Yeah, and that's only because he started cutting apart one of his wings. So how's that coming? I cut it in half. Oh. Oh, uh, you got that far? Yeah. 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 Oh, 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 did you did you hear what happened? To what? Did I hear it? Yeah, to what? To, the, to your spear? Oh, I killed it. Oh, oh, oh. That, well, no, I thought no. you were talking about that. No, What's no, this? No, no. This I is a... away. Yeah, I had enough of that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is just one of my wings that I built a while back. It's... Bless it. Um, oh, is that Eric? Someone. Yeah, anyway. Eric Monroe is actually in the hosting guests chat oh, right now. Oh, so. no. <laughs> he's uh, he's trying to distract us. Eric. So, oh, hey, Eric, Eric what's hey, going on? <laughs> now, this is one of my uh, one of my uh, uh, foam insulation that I built a while back, and uh, glass, and there. <laughs> I really. That's a great a lot idea. Of projects, yeah. right, Pat? Spear, well, I kind of want the spear is a great idea, and it's it got a lot of good ideas in it. But there's something holding. I don't want to get into it. I just wasn't happy with it. Period. Um, yeah. It just it, it's it needs a different airfoil. It makes me crazy. I'll, I'll um, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit because yeah, I still right. owe you a story. <laughs> okay. Don't want to be down on certain things, but I'm not. Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, um, I'm babbling now. Uh, I'll help you with it. Okay. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah, I, I really don't know what I'm going to get into next. Uh, so I, I swore off new projects, but then I've got templates sitting here next to me for this another 
super secret top secret airplane um that i, I really have to build because it looks like a complete blast um mm -hmm. so i might do that uh i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna get into it life's been crazy lately man it's been a crazy six months or so so i gotta yeah i gotta like you know be adult for a little bit and figure some stuff out here which is no fun but anyway how about you mikey what's up next well, I don't have a lot going on because I got so much travel coming up, so mm -hmm. not a lot going on there. I'm hoping actually uh, next month uh, when I'm down in Florida, hopefully we can hook up, maybe get uh, Tim and Joel. And, I'm in. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm hoping maybe Fred can get away for a day and we can all get together and do something. What? I, well, I don't Fred's know. Fred's coming? I, no, I, <laughs> I haven't even talked to Fred about this yet, so don't say Fred's oh, coming. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? When is the monkey coming? Okay. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I want to, I want to try <laughs> talk to him and see if I can yeah. get him to come over for a day. Uh, yeah, if nothing else, just to hang out, man, just for yeah. a little bit. And, um, I know I'm guys, I am, I am really stuck because I keep looking at that DJ. i Mavic. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, oh, oh my gosh. Googly eyed over here. Uh, yep. I was and, uh, I, damn it, Austin and Alex. I know. <laughs> yes. And yes, say that. Damn it's it, all Austin their fault. and Alex, because they did the review from mm -hmm. the four to the Mavic. And the it only. It makes no sense. It's incredible. It the is, only, it makes no the sense. only thing that I see different is that that whole tap to focus on the Mavic that I'm not sure about. Other than that, yeah. What a piece of kit this thing oh, is! No, mm -hmm. and I'm yeah. so afraid I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> <laughs> buy me one too. <laughs> Second, yes. I want to well, I tell you what. I, I, I probably can't buy you one, but when I come up to Ohio in the spring, you there can fly go. it. I will let you Thank fly you. it, but no problem. But, uh, can uh, I fly it, Mike? Absolutely, <laughs> Mike. 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 Well, <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, 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 my turn. Well, I don't, I don't know when I'm gonna buy it yet. It may be closer yeah. to Christmas because I'm yeah. saving up my money right now. Because Sharon has never, my wife, my beautiful wife, has never been to Disney World. Oh, so I'm, I'm so excited. Bringing her. That's fantastic. We're gonna go to Disney World and we're gonna also go over to Universal Studios. So excellent. Yep. Well, yeah, I can't she, wait for you guys to come. We got it. We got to go see the Harry Potter thing, right? Oh yeah. I mean yeah, that's. Huge. Yeah. It's iconic. So, You'll love it. So, You'll love it. Oh, I know. I will. I've been there. <laughs> you will love <laughs> it again. She hasn't. Oh, I will continue loving it. Other than the money that I have to shell out for it. Amen. Ugh. Sorry about that. I'm trying to help you with that, by the way. Oh, and I so... appreciate that too. <laughs> We're trying to figure out how to take me and my wife and five kids there. So that's. <laughs> Oh man! If you need a hotel, I'll I'll help with the hotel side of things. That's about all I can do. <laughs> but yeah. Tim, what what have you got coming up? Well, admittedly, can I say first off, thank you so much for having me on here. This is incredibly awesome. I've been I I love the podcast, and Joel has been an amazing friend. We haven't gotten to hang out in a long time, so it's been really great to fly with you today, man. But I, I'm, I'm ecstatic to be here, and I hope I haven't taken up too much microphone time. I've just, you, you just I've, took it all up. No, I'm, I, I'm kidding. You. <laughs> Tim, you're, you're so welcome here. You're never going to be heard from again. Anyway, 
when it when it comes to what I have up next, honestly, this community has been so amazing uh, that I do not plan on flying for the <laughs> near the near future. And the reason is because uh, there is so much work I have to do in the caricature side of things. Um, I've been doing an awful lot of stuff for a lot of different pilots, so uh, I'm I'm quite a bit behind. Oh, TJ's pointing. Oh, TJ, we got to get you hooked up. Yeah. All right, give me a buzz. <laughs> give, give me a buzz on Facebook, and, and we'll talk. Some, we'll talk shop. But there, there, there really is an awful lot going on. I have, I have to say, between thirty and forty orders that still need to be filled of caricatures, wow. and and it takes about two to three days to do each one. So there's there's a lot, and everyone, if anyone is a client and you're watching this podcast, first thank you for watching the podcast. Second, thank you for putting up with me. And third, thank you for putting up with how long it's taking to get your orders fulfilled. I'm just saying that. When it comes to what I hope to do next in the hobby, I would absolutely love to see um, me learning how to tune a little better. I think that that's something that I would love to, I think everyone would love to learn how to handle their bids a little better. But uh, tuning is something that I would very much like to harness a little better. And I would love to see that maybe I could work on the, black sheep discovery a bit more and turn that into a little more of a uh, um autonomous uh you know video quad be very nice Mm -hmm. other than that i have on my wall right here in front of me one two three four five quads that are awaiting new parts awaiting bits and bobs um, and and a whole bunch of stuff for my youtube channel and uh, i'm just looking forward to making more content on stuff so Fantastic. And I'll be on liftoff a lot. I think that's really the only place yes. I'm going to be flying through <laughs> right now just to do to everything. So the hobby has been amazing, and the hobby has been so amazing that I really haven't gotten to fly until flying today with Joel. And mm-hmm. it was absolutely awesome. We had such a great time until I stepped in a red ant nest and with one Ooh. foot. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was, that, it, it was fantastic. It His was, entire shoe was covered. It was, wow. it was literally 100 ants, no joke. And you could see, oh, it hurt. <laughs> it did hurt. <laughs> But we had we, yeah. we had a really great time playing today, and it's always great yep. to be flying with Joel out there at the field. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's awesome flying with you too, man. And you know, if it wasn't for Tim shooting through trees every time and me hovering <laughs> and wanting to fly through the trees, um, it, you know, my desire finally shone through today, and I flew through the trees like I've been wanting Joel, to. You did um, fantastic! I was so I'm proud so, of how far so you got. Happy. So happy. Awesome. It, it gave me chills to fly through those dang trees finally. Um, no, uh, you know, with all that being said, you know, practice does make perfect. Yeah. Goggle, goggles help. Um, I've been flying the new Fat Shark SEs, which have really helped my flying a lot. Um, if you guys need a really nice pair of goggles, I cannot speak enough for these new things. I love them. Um, the DVR on it is really nice too, by the way, because I'm going to share all this fantastic footage that I captured today um, on on my channels. So you guys can follow all of that. I'll have it on Facebook and I'll share it through the podcast channel too. Um, so I need to, I owe Patrick a story um, because Patrick in the last show asked what the hell I did to my back with the FT spear. And the answer is Patrick... I didn't let go. <laughs> oh, so I, <laughs> I, don't, 
<laughs> that, so that's a pretty so key I'm, point to the whole I'm, airplane thing. Yeah. So go. I'm holding it. I'm holding it by the wing, and I'm launching the airplane. And I didn't let go because I wasn't sure I was giving it enough throttle. And I didn't, by the way, which I knew is why it wouldn't take off. And so I have it in my arm like this and I'm bending it over. And as I'm getting ready to let go, I'm like, it ain't going to fly. And so I just hold on to it and think, oh, I can cut the throttle. No, My transmitter is in the wrong hand. (laughs) So I just... I dropped it, and as I was dropping it, it cut through my t-shirt, no! and wow. it, it, the blade hit me four times across my back. Um, so first of all, it was superficial. It didn't deep cut me at all, because I grazed the skin oh, as good. it was going by, and my t-shirt saved me. So wow. even though my Star Wars t-shirt was sacrificed oh, no! for the for the for the cause it was so worth it because i did manage to get the spear flying you cut your back with a pusher airplane <laughs> <laughs> well just but i, I tell you one thing though it's a good wow. thing you didn't call her because it hit him eight times and not four <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> You know I love you, Joel. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the truth. I've got scars now. It's it's perfectly fine. I got scars on my hand. I got scars on my back. I'm a I'm a I'm, pilot now. I'm sorry, but God when you it. walk into any any RC place and you say, "Yeah, I screwed up my back with an RC plane," there, there that's a story that's going to have to be There's told over and over again. Yes, oh, trust me. And I have plenty where that came from. So oh. that was a great one. Um, so in the in the next couple of weeks from me, you can expect to see some footage coming from the spear itself. That's excellent. Uh, I had a great maiden flight. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. A couple of people have already seen the video. Um, I apologize. There's about a, a minute thirty into the flight where I had a fly flying around me and I stalled the wing out and I had to correct it. So there's a second where the nose really drops. And I apologize for everyone who feels like hurling at that point um, <laughs> because that was poor, poor judgment on my part. I forgot I was carrying a camera. Um, but the rest of the video is a lot of fun. And I did manage to <laughs> land at my feet. So all of you who are out there saying, I can't land a plane, I did it. <laughs> so, I had some great landings today, um, with the exception of that one where I stalled out the, the bushwhacker and it keeled over on itself, but that was another story. Um, <laughs> um, in the uh, upcoming, I'm going to be working on the quads a little bit more. Um, I, I do want to uh, dive in. I have Mike, because we were talking about this the other week. I, I know this is only a small part, but I got a small uh, electronics order in from Hobby King and another order coming in uh, very soon from what? Twisted Hobbies. What is this thing? Um, um, I will talk more about this as I come to decide which of the models I am flying. But this is a Park 280. Um, oh, it is okay. a tiny little thing. Um, yeah, really, really small little motor, and this is going to be, uh, my winter slash backyard slash basher, um, plane that I want to do some more 3D you stuff mean, with. Uh, Tim was watching me do some 3D stuff today. I want to do some more with that. You mean w- winter um, when it gets like, what, 65 degrees? 70, 75. Hey, 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 it got cold yesterday. It was 74, oh, all right? Braggers. That's cold. Braggers. <laughs> Here's the truth about Florida. We get to fly year-round. It's as simple as that. Feel, feel yep. the envy. That's fine. 
Oh, I fly year round too. It's just cold as hell out. <laughs> Thursday morning in Kansas City, it was 33 degrees. Oh, good heaven. Yeah. I love you all, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, that does but show anyway, you the guys, RC pilots are. Oh, I've, yeah, I've really. flown in zero so, in the snow. I, I don't there care. you go. Snowflakes. Hey, if you got skis on an airplane and you've got a transmit emit, there's nothing. Uh, both just... ways, barefoot with the wrong kind of foam. <laughs> you just fly this sure. great big cub that's right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. Great looking cub. Because size doesn't Excellent matter. Yep, that's no, true. TJ, thank you so much for coming and joining us. If you could just stick around for a couple minutes while we debrief. Um, of course, Tim. Always a pleasure, my friend. <laughs>